Okay, I'm in a podcast mood, so we're going to make more podcasts. How's that sound? Sound good? Okay, great. So, earlier I was talking about energy, blah, blah, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to explain this shit in words because it really only makes sense if you develop some kind of, like, awareness to it. But um, most of my physical energy comes from my... uh, Cornerstone Gym. My Cornerstone Gym is LA Fitness um, Signature Club. Hold on. Signature Club. Um, there's two of them. There's one right here um, in the River Oaks District, aka Upper Kirby, off Wesley, and literally a block away from where I want to live in the high rise. And then there's another one in the med center, um, like right in the middle of the fucking med center. I don't really, there's only two signature clubs in all of Houston. There's probably at least 20 LA fitnesses all throughout Houston area. And there's only two signature clubs. Signature clubs just give you towels. And the staff treats you a lot friendlier. I went to a couple of the non-signature club ones, just to see what it was like, equipment is not as nice, and the staff seem to be more like, I don't know, sometimes people who are average people treat, like, it's like they have to flex, so they kind of treat you disrespectfully, that's how I feel anyways, that's how I, that's just my observation, like, they're, like, some people, like, people who are of a lower class mindset, I'm not even saying poor or rich, just mindset, do not understand how to be polite, you know, like going to a restaurant and the waiter calls you bro, as if like there's an equality when he is in a service position, I mean, that's just a dominance or respect thing, but it's like if your job is to service anyone, you know, if you're an electrician or a plumber or house cleaning or work at a gym or a restaurant or shit, you have an Airbnb or you drive Uber or Lyft or even at your job, your J-O-B, you have a service to that company and to that client. You really should treat them with friendliness and respect and it wouldn't hurt to smile. You know what I mean? But anyways... So I bounced around a few of the other LA fitnesses just because I was curious, but yeah, my cornerstone gym is still reigning supreme. The only other gym I would consider right now is a 24-hour super sport. They're about the same price, 45 bucks a month, which really isn't bad at all when you get full towel service and a spa and a sauna. Lifetime Fitness, I was paying 90 They only have, like, a Lifetime Fitness out here, but it's way out there in the Beltway, a.k.a. City Center, and I am not about to drive 30 minutes to go there. There is a Lifetime, it's the upgraded version, Tennis or whatever. I think it's above the Black, the Onyx. Um, and they have one over here in Post Oak. But that's going to be, like, bougie, and I will have to try it once I'm making more money. I'm, I'm going to inevitably have to. There's an Equinox here, too. Equinox is, is basically the ultra-bougie, the bougiest gym 
of the bougie gyms. Aside from that, I, I guess only country club, private um, private facilities. But, and I'm curious to see what those are like, too. But, um, yeah, the red, red energy, like physical, vital energy. Yeah, interestingly enough, it's at this gym, which is also the wealthiest area of town, which is why I picked this gym, because the one, the 24-hour super sport is in uh, Midtown. Midtown is not as nice. If we were to rank a hierarchy of living situations in the diamond that I keep talking about, it would be Med Center, which is kind of where I live right now. Med Center and the Heights are about the same. Um, and then it's Montrose, and then it's Midtown, and then it's Upper Kirby and River Oaks. Um, Post Oak slash Uptown slash Galleria is kind of in between Midtown and Upper Kirby, just depending on what building. But Galleria is a use is a loosely used word to describe a general area of being close to the Galleria Mall. And when you go to the west of the mall, that's outside of the Diamond, because the Galleria is the left corner of the Diamond. It starts getting kind of gross, just saying. Gross to my standards. Shoddy, just, I mean, basically shoddy apartments. That's not being stuck up either. If you drove west of the Galleria on Westheimer, you would see kind of just more run-down three-star restaurants and kind of apartments that look dirty, they need a facelift. You wouldn't necessarily feel safe parking your car. You wouldn't necessarily feel unsafe, but if you were parking a nice car, you wouldn't want to park a nice car over there. So all I'm saying. Now, the red energy has got me thinking about money and motivation and... You know, that is prerequisite number one. I've said it once, I've said it over and over again. You know, you got to have all three of these. I'm calling them, like, um, I'm calling them, like, prerequisite energies. I mean, they really are essential. We'll call them essential energies. There's really, they are. There's three of them. And uh, if you ain't got the physical hustle, dude, you, there's, you don't stand a chance, man. Like, competition is fierce, right? I already hear it in my voice. I spent two hours at that gym. In my head, I'm trading out my energy. We're all trading energy with each other. Does it come from God? Sure. Does it come from myself in cycles that we call momentum? You know, a lot of success authors like Darren Hardy... Even Donald Trump has talked about this thing called momentum. That's really just the cyclical accumulation of this red physical energy, right? The momentum of having good habits that lead to more and more physical exertion of reality. Moving shit around, feeling energized in your body, which is how I have been feeling quite frequently as of lately, except for minor dips and slips in my energy level, which usually has to do with helping or interacting with someone who is not of the same momentum. And, like, I have to be careful with that. I want to help people, but I can't help people if I'm feeling depressed like the people I'm trying to help are. 
So there's got to be some kind of like medium of exchange or some kind of arbitration or like a middle manager. I cannot deal directly with them. They will fucking slow me down. Unless, of course, God wants me to. And I don't know. I'm not the universe. I don't know what God wants, you know. But if God wants me to, then I will, okay? I will never deny anyone a handshake. If someone offers to shake my hand, I will shake their hand, you know. There will always be an energy exchange when you shake someone's hand, but hey, you know, that's just a, that's just a respect thing to me. I will not deny someone a handshake. I will be not I will not be rude to the service position person and I will be very polite and I will tip very well if they do a good job right? You need to have respect. You need, like, people who want to move up in the world, they need to learn how to respect people, and if they do not respect people, they don't understand they're just blocking themselves from promotions. That's all I got to say. Respect is important, okay? Red energy is very important. It's vital. You have essential energies. Red is the most vital right? Orange is the emotional feeling of pleasure. Now, you can you can be, like, in one bandwidth at a time, right? So you could just be a red person. And that doesn't mean that your orange and yellow accounts, if you will, are depleted. That just means you have preference to operate in one of the three as your most dominant form of energy. Like, I really love red energy. I mean, you have to have it. If you don't have it, you don't fucking stand a chance, like, at anything. Like, this is the energy that carries you throughout the day. This is the difference between being tired and being a fucking hustler. If you want the red, you've got to trade for it, a.k.a. you've got to be around people who are circulating this energy, a.k.a. that's why I talk about this Cornerstone Gym, which is in the wealthiest part of Houston. There's a reason why I picked it, you guys. Hello. Okay, now what could I give them if they're... Let's just pretend you could imagine trading colors of energy like baseball cards or like fucking Pokemon cards, right? I want them to give me the red cards, Okay. What color am I going to give them, or are we, or could we boost the same color, right? Either you're trading different colors, or you're magnifying the same color. This is just a law of science. I'm trying to explain it, but, you know, I'll write some books on this in the future when my name is more credible, but I will explain this. But it, it all makes sense. You've got red cards. These people are hyper-dominant, hyper you know, usually in pretty good shape, like very much motivated by money, right? And like to control things, like to move things around. They're probably more tactile people. They probably enjoy touching things, you know, smelling things like they're just physical people, right? Okay, you have orange cards, then you are a nourishing person. You know, it's like, man, I wish I could just explain the color is the vibration, and you you can literally see it in people's facial expressions and shit. Um, yellow people are very aggressive and like to win. Red and yellow are like brothers, and they're both the three essential colors. I made a podcast on this a while ago, but it's worth repeating again. 
Yellow is my natural state, but I will always trade for red. I mean, red's probably my favorite um, to get into B. That's not to say I'm not red. It's just to say I prize red as um, very important. I really like red people. Um, and I think I'm actually trading blue cards, right? I'm wearing all blue today. Now, blue blue is a very interesting color to me because blue is, like, the only color that we have that actually has three, three major variations of the same color. You have sky blue, and you have, like, deep blue, like, or ocean cerulean blue, and you have navy indigo, very dark blue, and all of them can be monochromatic, meaning an expression of a light color. Even though indigo is a dark blue, it's still, uh, it's still in the rainbow, it's still a monochromatic, it's still a very bright, it's radiating outwards, right? So it's interesting. And then at twilight, you know, as the sky gets dark, dark blue could also be a dark color. Anyway, so I think blue is a very interesting color. Uh, very bright blue, sky blue, and deep blue are almost like totally different colors, but they are similar in a way. I just like colors, all right? Colors mean things to me. I like to interpret reality through colors, which I interpret as also personalities and moods. And you can very much see what color somebody is by the speed at which they're moving, their facial expressions. Like, I don't know. It's like every every person is a color or a combination of colors at one time. And you can read them physically. Anywho, um, yeah, momentary slip into bad habits and my younger self and uh, major, major relentless focus on getting back into, um, man, I hope that not blocked. getting back into prime mode. So I, prime mode is like I'm going to bed at 9 and 10 p.m. and I'm waking up at like 4 a.m. I haven't done this in a while and last month I spent at least two or three weeks in this mode, creating a new habit. Um, in January, I think I started waking up early. So this is a pretty relatively new habit, but it is very true. When you start the day early, you're really supercharging your mind. It's just a control thing. It's just a basically saying, fuck you, mind and body, I'm in control, right? It's really just a fuck you, control thing. Um... And you need to be in control. All successful people correlate with morning routines. All of them. Every single one of them. And if they don't, they're an outlier just as much as like a fat personal gym trainer. It doesn't make any sense. A fat trainer. I saw this guy wearing this shirt that said Master Trainer and he had love handles and I was like... Okay, in theory, he took all the online modules, you know, that makes him a master, you know, that's what's wrong with our education, but whatever, if I ever pay for a personal trainer, she either has to be smoking hot, or um, it's got to be like a jacked dude who's probably on steroids, like, 
why would I ever not? I want them to give me red energy. I want them to give me testosterone. Why the fuck would I pay someone who's just giving me theory? I can I can just watch YouTube videos. You know what I mean? I want them to give me their energy. Um, so, yeah, I'm trading out blue. I really think I have, like, a ridiculous amount of blue and yellow and red. Uh, my orange and my green, I think, are adequately developed but are not my primary mes- primary modes of expression. You know, I would rather be red, yellow, and blue. Anyways, that's getting a little bit over people's heads. Blue is um, expression, and blue is, like, being cool, and, like, bright blue, sky blue is, like, an artist going on a stage, like a microphone, like birds in the sky. Deep blue is more restorative and tranquil and more like a wisdom kind of thing. At least that's what the chakras say, and so I've interpreted that as my reality. I don't know if this is a universal truth or this is just what I choose to believe. It could be a little bit of both. But I'm wearing all blue, and when I wear blue, I'm much more talkative and extroverted. And they say that blue... Oh, shit. Code change. They say that blue people are generally more um, extroverted. So, as that is... 8 o'clock. I'm going to try and get to bed um, before, like, 11. I'm just inching back to my routine. I'm getting closer and closer. I woke up at 6.45 today after being slightly derailed, but we're going to snap back into it. And, I mean, I can't expect to not do business with people and not shake people's hands and not exchange energy with people. I mean, so I cannot just be OCD about my energy. Like, I cannot even interact with people who are not, you know, hyper-motivated. I have to be able to, I'm like, start the cycle over again. How do you start the cycle over again when you have no red, you have no energy, you're exhausted, and then emotionally you're drained, you feel just miserable inside, right? And then mentally you're totally depleted and, like, you might even have anxiety or just be totally just, like, out of it, you know what I mean? How, that's that's three, that's bankrupt, that's lacking all three of the energies. Physically exhausted, tired, right? Body aches, Okay mentally fucking depleted, bored, or just totally checked out, zero interest in what you're doing, right? And then emotionally drained and just, like, totally just done with life and, like, you or even miserable inside, okay? That's the triple whammy that is, like, zero, 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 uh, right? Okay? And then what's the expression of it all charged? You're working out, you're healthy, you're vital, you're pumped up, you're energized, you don't get tired, you have more than enough energy to get you through the day, right? Emotionally, you are, you feel nourished, you feel restored, you feel restorative, you feel like you can help people, you feel like you're in a great mood, you're generally very happy about life, you're in a high tone, you are just feeling great, right? Okay, yellow, you're supercharged mentally, you feel like you're unstoppable, you're invincible, you're getting exactly what you want, you're laser focused, you're locked in, and you're feeding yourself success constantly. I feed on it like a drug. I have to listen to those audios. I have to listen to audiobooks. If I don't listen to audiobooks, I feel like I'm 
yeah, I don't know. I just need to feed on it. Like, I feel like I, it, I would be less than I am if I didn't do it. So just like not eating, you feel malnourished, right? I feel mal- malnourished when I don't tune into success audios. So, anywho, that's the triple threat. And when you have all three of those currencies, that is what I was talking about, the energy triangle. Your triangle, you're triangulated. You're ready to fuck up the world, you know. You are literally unstoppable if you have all three of the energies topped off. Oh, fuck. You are forced to be reckoned with. You will probably get everything you want in life. And people will see it, and because nobody has all three. Like, hardly anybody has all three of them. Right? The fact that I've distilled them into three energies for you to understand, you know, it is possible if you think it is, if it makes sense to you, all three of those energies would create the perfect, totally energized person, like, hello. Blue and green, in my opinion, are social colors. That's how you feel socially. That's how you feel in a collective sense. But in the animalistic sense, red, orange, and yellow, get the hustle on. You know what I mean? Get the hustle on, let's fuck shit up. Two of them are masculine, one of them is feminine, one of them is supportive, the other two are active, right? Actively pushing, actively creating, actively focusing, actively forging, you know, approaching the target, right? The orange is the pretty girl in the bar serving delicious drinks and is just an absolute pleasure to be with, right? Red and yellow are the two dudes trying to bring her home, you know what I mean? Two totally different approaches. Red is going to flash money. Red is going to be super buff and alpha male, right? Yellow is going to be, like, really popular and fun and, uh, you know, confident. Right? Anyways, I mean, just there's just anything you could imagine could be real, right? This is just what I'm choosing to internalize. And I'm going to be all three of them at the same time. Guys can be feminine. Women can be masculine. Confidence is a masculine quality, and women want to be confident, right? Rich and powerful is a masculine quality, and women want to want that too, right? Guys want to be likable and charming and, uh, you know, well, like, you know, people like them. Anyways, dominant thought patterns in my head, and I did a little reset last night with some marijuana, and uh, after just a few puffs throughout the day, I was already ready to toss it. I'll reset my brain. There's a little trick for you. I'll reset my brain with marijuana, but there's a there's a curve. And, like, once it dips to the bottom of the curve, it no longer becomes useful, becomes very detrimental. At that moment, when you get all the usefulness out of it, you got to toss it. I think marijuana should only be smoked in less than increments of a gram, which is the smallest quantity you can even get. I don't even think people need an entire gram for the real effect of what marijuana should do. It should relax you, bring you into the creative, give you fresh clarity and insight, right? That's going to be like the first few puffs. That's going to be like the first, you know, effect of THC in your system. After that point, it starts making you tired and it starts making you kind of paranoid sometimes or it just makes you really sluggish and hazy. When that happens, you have to throw it away. I literally threw away like a gram and a half. I don't even know why I bought two. I should have only bought one, right? And then after about half of it, 
was used up, I didn't need it anymore. And I threw it. I threw it away. And the reason why I throw it away is because I'm telling myself I'm in control of this. Because I used to be, I used to have a major problem with pot. I used to be a daily smoker, and it's because you get used to the high, and it's really because you're surrendering to something else, right? I was surrendering to the drug because I wasn't taking total ownership of my life, right? And I think that's why a lot of people get lost in drugs or alcohol or sex or caffeine or whatever, their vices. I think because you're, you're surrendering yourself to some other feeling. You're not just taking ownership of who you are and where you're at. So that's why I do it. Every time, I'll smoke every two to four weeks, but I will literally only smoke until I get all of the maximum benefit, which usually is less than a gram, which is usually less than 10 to 15 total hits, right? I'll take two puffs the first time I smoke. If I haven't smoked in a month, I have zero tolerance, right? I'll smoke two times. I'll feel it a comfortable level, it'll feel good, I'll feel creative, I'll feel relaxed, I'll have some perspective. That'll last for about three hours, two or three hours. Then I'll take three puffs, right, and then that'll last. And it, it, you start getting diminishing returns almost immediately. Then the next time you got to take like three or four hits, then the next you're already starting to build a tolerance in your system. Then the next time, right, and then I might go to bed, and then I might smoke again the next day. But once it's in my system for at least two or three days, then you start feeling the negative effects, right? Then you start feeling, like, groggy. Then you start feeling kind of tired. Then you start, right? When that happens, I toss it. When that happens, like, if I could just control myself to not smoke it, I would. But I can't control myself if I have it, so I have to throw it away. It's the only thing, it's the only way I can stop myself. If I, I wish I could just keep it in a box and save it for later, save it for the next two weeks, but I can't. Because if I have it, I'll be tempted to smoke it, so the, literally the only thing I can do is just toss it, throw it away, but I don't mind doing that, because it's, it's just a dominance thing, telling myself, I'm in control of this habit, right, and then I flush it down the toilet, or I throw it out the window, right, and then, you know, two or three or four weeks will go by, and I might get another gram, you know, it's only 10 bucks, you know, and if I smoke, but the last stuff that I got had indica in it and when it has indica in it that stuff makes me exhausted so i can only it's a very special strain it's called a sativa strain and that's the only one that i can really smoke maybe more of a gram than but if it's mixed with indica forget it like i don't even really want it so anyways random thoughts i felt like making a podcast i felt like talking about my life and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I trade blue for red because a lot of people in the gym want blue. What is blue? Blue is expansive. I think blue is the most expansive color in the spectrum that we humans are really uh, interpreting. The sky is blue. The ocean is blue. It's expanse. It's inspiration. It's expanding in your life. I'm such an expansive person. I want to be a trillionaire, a famous rapper like a tycoon, like a legendary person, like a visionary, like I want that. And I think every time you think those thoughts, you are bringing that energy into the world, right? Why do you think I watch so many bodybuilding videos? Because I'm bringing that red energy into the world. Why do you think it's important to visualize success and money and, and wealth? I feed on it, I bring it into reality, right, so I think a lot of people at this gym, you know, 
it is a wealthier part of town. They probably already have pretty good money, right? They have red. They're on top of their shit. They're performing, you know, people. They're kind of an elitist class of people. They already have the red. They don't necessarily need more red. Um, I think what they want is expansion, you know, to become a fully present human being. You would you would want to have, um, you know, you'd want to expand to bigger and better horizons. I think everybody has with them within them some sort of desire for expansion, and I oftentimes will trade that energy for the one or the three energies. If I'm lacking red, orange, or yellow. I will always trade to fill up those accounts first because those accounts are the ones that produce success for me, right? Everything else, green and blue, is kind of just extra, right? And if I need to be green or if I need to be blue or if that's a color in demand or orange or whatever, then sure, I'll I'll supply the missing link if that is going to create the best reaction, but by default, I would rather be probably like, you know, I would want all three of my energy colors to be totally um, full, to be totally, you know, supplied, right? And then I will probably just be blue all the time, I mean, honestly. So anyways, if that makes any sense, hit the thumbs up, share it with a friend, We'll get a big podcast eventually. It's coming. It will come, and the followers will come. I'm actually really active on my Snapchat right now. So if you're on Snapchat and you made it through to the end, follow me on Snapchat. It's Benjamin Ross one number one. Benjamin Ross one on Snapchat, and I'm becoming more. I'm becoming more active on Snapchat. Not not really on Insta. And, yeah, I make the podcast, but it's not really a priority. It's mostly just for fun. Like, a podcast to me is really just like an extended story snap. Like, I would just put this on my Snapchat. But, anyways, yeah, follow me on Snapchat. And then, um, until we meet again...